eco-friendly living. For a lot of people out there, it can seem like a daunting task, one with so many options and paths that you end up feeling overwhelmed and confused instead of inspired and ready to take action. It's hard enough living life today without adding another thing to your plate. That's why I'm here to help. I'm here to pull you out of the societal norms of materialism and overconsumption. I talk about sustainable living, but also things like motherhood, mindfulness, and intentional living. Things that overall help you live a happier, simpler, more eco-friendly life by making small changes in your habits, mindset, and home. This is Kayla Rogers, and you are listening to the Unrooted Mama Podcast. Hey guys, thank you so much for tuning into another episode of the podcast. So today I'm going to be talking about something that in all 80 past episodes I have not touched on one time. But it is something that goes hand in hand with really both eco-friendly living and intentional living. It's something that has been very important to me over the past years, especially just becoming a mom. But whether you're a parent or not, if you're just a human listening to this, this is something that could be affecting your daily life and your health. It's something that I have only been kind of really getting aware of and educating myself on maybe the last like five or six years. And I'm not an expert at this by any means, but it is something that's really important to me and that I'm learning more like every day. So that is about toxins in your house. Now, just wait. I know you're probably rolling your eyes right now. I know a lot of people hear the word toxin leave someone's lips and automatically you're like, okay, you're stupid. Everything's a chemical, blah, blah, blah. Like I know the stigma around the word toxins and I know that. (laughs) Just trust me. Anything that you're thinking right now, like I can guess it and I understand because I have been there. However, this is something that could be affecting your daily health and your long-term health Every single day that most people just don't really give a second thought to. And again, before I really became aware of this kind of stuff and started going in-depth with research, I didn't really think twice about it because just like what this entire podcast talks about, we live in a society where the one thing that has been driven into us is to consume, consume, consume. That's the one thing we are taught from a very young age is how to be good consumers. And, you know, if we're being honest, good consumers don't question what is being, you know, shoved down our throats. And what is shoved down our throats every single time we walk into the store? I hate to be the one to break it to you if you're not like aware of this, but it's toxins, cheap plastic toys that were mass produced and contain tons of horrible ingredients for yourself and your kids, toxic candles that literally spew toxic air into your home, you know, with the guise of, oh, this smells like eucalyptus, but really, you know, it contains all these carcinogens that will give you cancer later down the road. Like even the mattresses we buy and the clothes we buy our kids, there are toxins loaded into like everything. And it's very overwhelming. I don't want to bombard you, especially if you're very new to this topic. It can be really, really scary to look into at first. So I definitely suggest, you know, after you listen to this episode, take it day by day and just slowly research certain products and stuff like that. But today I'm going to tell you five easy toxins that you can ditch in your house today. So the first one is something, again, that this is just 
all over the shelves, literally everywhere. And nobody really thinks twice about it. And again, I didn't a few years ago because this is just such a normal thing in our society. But that is air fresheners and candles. Now, obviously, we all want our house to smell good. None of us want to walk into our home and smell like trash, animals, whatever. So most people that I know do use some type of air fresheners, candles, you know, things like that. However, so a lot of candles contain what's known as VOCs. Those are volatile organic compounds. Also, a lot of candles contain paraffin wax, as well as things like formaldehyde, benzene, and just a lot of artificial fragrance that has been known to cause adverse health effects in humans. I could literally go on and on and on for like 10 minutes about all of the different toxic ingredients in both air fresheners and candles, but we'll pretty much just like dumb it down to say there are a lot of very bad things in both of them. And it creates this like phenomenon known as indoor air pollution that can actually pollute your and your family's lungs and end up causing like health and just general issues later on down the road. Another big red flag with this is that I guarantee you if you go into Target and you pick up almost any candle, unless it's like some organic certified beeswax, whatever, like if you pick up just a normal run-of-the-mill candle, the ingredients will be very, very vague. There are a lot of different fragrances that have been scientifically proven to be extremely harmful to humans. However, when companies make the candles, usually like, and this is for any product, like even if you pick up a, an, a hair product, conditioner, shampoo, whatever, every time that I look at the back, it just says like fragrance. It does not say what specific chemical was used in that fragrance. And that itself, again, is just a big red flag that they don't even tell you what is in it. They just tell you like, hey, we put something in here to make it smell good. And that makes it seem a lot more innocent than it actually is. Because of this, it's really hard to pick out a good candle or air freshener, one that's a little bit less toxic, because you never really know what you're actually buying. And again, there are certain brands out there and certain types of candles and air fresheners that are a lot cleaner and better for your health. But I feel like this is something that a lot of people just don't really think twice about. It's like, oh, it's a candle. It's no big deal. When in reality, this could be really like negatively impacting your health. Besides just the long-term health implications, different fragrances and again, the paraffin and different substances like that, they have been associated with adverse effects that are immediate, such as migraine headaches, asthma attacks, especially if you're someone that already has respiratory issues, diff like certain air fresheners and candles have been known to exacerbate those um, different breathing issues, like mucus symptoms, um, illnesses in babies, and then just in general, breathing difficulties. So yeah, I'm sure by now you're like, okay, we get the point. Candles are in the trash. But yeah, all of that to say that air fresheners and candles can be extremely toxic to yourself and your family. And that can be one easy thing to lower like the toxicity level in your house is just to ditch the air fresheners and the candles and opt for something a little bit better. Like if you are adamant about using candles, just try to avoid the paraffin wax and try to go for a beeswax candle or like soy candle, things like that. And again, try to go for a company that's very transparent about their ingredients, especially where their fragrance comes from. Or you can completely switch it up and do something like diffuse essential oils, which this is something that I 
have been practicing on and off for like maybe five years. However, I am extremely wary about using them. I have like maybe 10 oils. However, most oils are not safe around kids, especially really young kids. So make sure if you're going to go this route to actually like do research and see what is safe. Um, if you have pets or if you do have children, the things that are safe for your specific situation. There are some essential oils that are extremely toxic to cats and dogs and can cause respiratory issues and different health issues in them. And then again, on the other hand, there are different essential oils that can be extremely toxic to young children. So I follow this blog called Using Essential Oils Safely, and they have guides for like each age group and the animals and things. And I try to make sure I'm getting something that will be safe to use in the home. So yeah, as long as you do research and make sure that you know, you're know you not gonna be putting yourself or your kids or your pets in jeopardy, I think essential oils are an amazing alternative to air fresheners and candles and things like that. Now that I've spent 10 minutes literally just talking about candles, <laughs> I will move on to number two of the easy toxins in the home to ditch. This is fabric softener. So this is something that I don't think I've ever really used. My parents didn't really use it growing up, so it's not something that I have personally used and had to swap out. However, this is something that I know a lot of people that do use and I see it on the shelf every time I go to Target. You know, not gonna lie, I always do the little sniff test and then I just die inside. Like, why does this product have to be so horrible and toxic because I would love for my clothes to smell like spring mountain morning or whatever. However, the preservatives and fabric softeners can be absolutely horrible to your health and extremely toxic. Um, I'm not going to try to pronounce these words because I don't, I don't know how to say them. However, there's one chemical that's in most fabric softeners that is a really well-known skin allergen. And then another one that is known to trigger asthma and skin allergies. That one is also very, very well known to be very toxic to marine life. And I know you're probably thinking like, cool, I'm not going in the ocean and dumping out fabric softener. But in terms of like the water that you use, obviously when you are washing your clothes and you put the fabric softener in it, the water gets drained out and eventually all of those things go back to your local ecosystem and like the water systems in your area, which will eventually like just get back to nature. There is this company called the Environmental Working Group and they produce studies and tests that pretty much test certain ingredients for safety. And they found that over 70% of fabric softeners have either a D or an F rating. Unfortunately, what goes hand in hand with this are dryer sheets. They contain pretty much the same exact kind of ingredients and not just on the toxin level when it comes to these things, but on the you know taking care of your clothes level, it's actually been found that most fabric softeners don't actually soften the fabric. And that's, of course, it's right in the name. That's what they try to get you to think. It actually coats your clothes in a very thin layer of like plastics or kind of like a waxy substance. And it makes your clothes, it does make them feel like very soft, but it's because they are being layered with these like nasty chemicals that pretty much makes you think that they're softer when in reality it is jeopardizing the integrity of the material. So yeah, all in all, just, you know, the fabric softener and dryer sheets are not great. They're very toxic. And this is another thing that's just easy to swap out. 
So a great alternative to dryer sheets that I have been using for years and years and I've never had an issue are dryer balls. The wool dryer balls are very, very easy to find. You can find them at Walmart, Target. Like I see them at every store I go into now because of how common they are. So I definitely suggest you grabbing a couple of those. I know a few people also put essential oils on their dryer balls and that's supposed to do like the good scent. Honestly, I've had horrible luck with this. I don't know if I'm not using the right kind of oils. Every time I try this, the essential oils stain multiple pieces of clothing that's in my dryer because obviously the essential oil is an oil, so then it just leaves oil stains. I don't really know how to get around this, so for me, I just use plain dryer balls, and again, it's never really steered me wrong or, you know, my clothes don't smell bad. Like, they smell clean. They smell fine. There are also really good alternatives to fabric softener if that is something that you currently use and you're like, eh, I don't know if I wanna say goodbye to that yet. Vinegar is a really good alternative. I know that there, like if you just Google fabric softener safe alternative, there are a lot of really good DIY recipes with stuff like baking soda and vinegar or just vinegar and water and essential oils if you want it to smell good, things like that. But again, there are a lot of really easy DIYs that use things that you probably have laying around your house. So the next swap that's relatively easy to do in your home um, to switch out something toxic with something a little bit better is to look at the chemical cleaners that you have. So something to be very wary about when it comes to this is, again, I know there's a lot of people that are like, I don't care what's in my cleaning product, I just want it to clean, like it needs to have chemicals to clean things. And like, I understand where everybody is coming from when they say things like that. However, you know, again, focusing on the overarching message of my podcast is that society right now is rooted in consumerism. Anything to get us to buy, buy, buy and to drive up capitalism, that seems to be the only important thing to society and the people in charge. So unfortunately, chemicals and commercial products here in the U.S. are not rigidly regulated. And this pretty much just means that while, you know, there are certain things in place that prevent certain ingredients from being on the shelves, those rules are very, very lax. Like if you look at the chemicals that are banned in Europe or Germany or literally like almost any other country, it's a list 10 miles long. And then you look like you compare it to the list in ours. And there are so many things that are so common on the shelves here that are banned in so many other countries. And unfortunately, it's well known that a lot of the objects and ingredients that are in the products that we buy and use on the daily basis contain ingredients that are proven to be carcinogenic, which means that they are known to cause cancer. So when you can, especially like if your current cleaning products run out, especially like all-purpose cleaner and things like that, next time that you are close to running out, instead of going and buying another chemical-filled cleaner, you can try to either do a DIY. I know a lot of people kind of like the same thing with the fabric softener alternatives. There are a lot of really good alternatives that include just vinegar, baking soda, and like essential oils or lemon juice, things like that. But there are a lot of other companies 
companies that work hard to be transparent and put out products that are actually safe. So if you do research and you try to find those that are, again, very open and honest with their ingredients, I don't think there's anything wrong with doing that. However, it's super easy and it's really good for the environment to try to find a DIY or more sustainable alternative. For me, I I don't know. I don't know what it is with me and DIYs. I just, I get so overwhelmed. It's like I could create a cleaner with like, you know, baking soda and blah, blah, blah. But that just seems like so much work. So I always just use a concentrate. Right now I am using Castile soap, which you can buy it for like 10 bucks in this giant jug. And then you literally just put a little bit like a a squirt of it in a spray bottle, fill the rest of the way up with water. And it's been working perfectly to clean. It like kills the bacteria. It works good to clean pretty much every surface in the house, except for our stainless steel appliances. It left such horrible streaks, but literally that's the only thing it hasn't cleaned. Um, And it's perfect. Like I've had this jug of Castile soap for probably close to a year now. And it's still like over halfway filled. Another one that is my absolute favorite, I will ship this till the day I die, is Thieves Cleaning Concentrate. This is another like essential oil blend, but it is like a concentrated cleaning liquid and you only have to put a cap full in a spray bottle of water, fill it the rest of the way up with water and it does an amazing job cleaning literally everything and it smells fantastic. So the cool thing is the Thieves Cleaning Concentrate, like the OG one, is an MLM essential oil brand, which, you know, I already gave my spiel earlier in the episode. That's not really my thing. If it's your thing, like I support you and that's amazing. But, you know, for me, I just try to avoid that. So they actually have an alternative because, you know, to get your hands on the actual Thieves Cleaning Concentrate, it's a little bit more expensive, especially if you buy it on Amazon or something. It's like last time I checked, I think it went up to like 35 to $40 for the jug. However, someone came out with pretty much a dupe. It's the same exact ingredients. Everybody in the comments says that it works exactly the same. It's called Five Guards household cleaner concentrate and again everybody says that this is like the exact same thing just not the that specific brand this is like the off-brand version so anything like this there are a lot of different kinds of cleaning concentrates but trying to find one that has cleaner ingredients and just less toxic ingredients in it can really make a difference especially like I know for me I have my spray bottle on the counter almost all the time with three small kids. There are so many messes throughout the day. So if you're using something that has toxic fragrance and different chemicals that are known to have negative long-term health implications. So again, this is just something that I try to be aware of. And household cleaner is just one of those things that there are a lot of good, easy alternatives that actually end up saving you money and they're a lot better for the environment. So again, this is how kind of like eliminating toxins from your house and eco-friendly living go hand in hand because a lot of times like the swaps that you do will be one and the same, which in my opinion is amazing. So the next thing that I want to talk about that is a toxin that's very common in pretty much every house, but is relatively easy to ditch and switch is plastic. Now this is like a very complex one because literally everything is plastic like you know kids toys and the kids chairs and certain pieces of furniture and pieces of decor like literally 
everything is fucking made of plastic. Um, so it's very hard to completely eliminate this out. However, one thing that is like relatively easy to swap those things are when it comes to your dishes. So if you're currently using plastic containers for like leftovers and things like that, eventually trying to swap over to glass containers or if you're using like plastic cups or plastic kids dishes, things like that, trying to eventually make the swap to a, you know, product that is not plastic. And again, I know that this can be really hard. Like if you go into Walmart right now and you look for any kids utensils, I almost guarantee you that 99% of what you will find will be plastic. So if you are a mom, like this is again, going to be whatever you can do. Like if you can't swap every single thing, that's totally okay. As long as you're kind of aware of it. And I feel like it, being aware of it is the first step to making that switch over, you know, so eventually trying to swap as much as you can will still make a difference in the long run. For me, one easy way to switch this out is we switched all of the cups. Like we had a lot of plastic cups and things like that. And we try to use mostly mason jars now instead, even for kids, like, you know, we don't use the big rounded mason, or I guess that sounds stupid. All of them are round, but like the ones that go wider than the mouth. Um, there are actually these ones that are shorter and they're just straight down. In my head, this is making so much sense, but I know listening to it, it might be hard to picture. But they make like smaller mason jars that are the perfect size for kids drinking cups. And then to go along with that, a lot of places actually sell lids that are specially formatted to go with mason jars. And they have like the little slide top so kids can drink out of them and even like a hole for a straw. And you know, surprise freaking surprise, the lid of course is made of plastic. But you know, in my opinion, having the lid be plastic is better than having like the entire cup be plastic, which I guess at the end of the day, that's just semantics, but that's what makes me feel better about it, I guess. Again, this is all just like the lesser of two evils at the end of the day. But um, again, in my opinion, swapping small things at a time over, like if you swap one plastic item in your house, every week or even every month in a year, you're going to look back and be like, wow, look how much pro progress I made. You know, you don't have to change every single thing overnight. And that goes with anything in this episode. You know, everything is just a work in progress and little steps at a time that will make a big difference in the overall toxins in your home later on down the road. So the last thing that I have on the list that are easy toxins in the home to ditch is cookware. Now, I, this is on the list, but I am well aware that this isn't exactly easy to switch these things out. Um, for example, there are a lot of pots and pans that are extremely toxic, especially the ones that have the nonstick coating. Um, there's, a, I forgot what it, I think it's the Teflon kind. There's a specific kind of nonstick coating that you are not supposed to use in the house if you have pet birds. Like there was... Um, some phenomenon going on where people were cooking with their Teflon pans and then their birds, their pet birds were literally just dying on the spot because of the chemicals being released into the air. And it's like, if it's that toxic to birds, I imagine it can't be that, you know, healthy and amazing for humans and especially like pets and super small children to be breathing in either. So there's just a lot of things like that. I, again, it's all our society what they normalize and 
you know, what companies can get away with and things like that. But I feel like pots and pans are one of those things that nobody really thinks about as being toxic. Like, okay, it's, it's literally a pot. I'm literally boiling water to cook pasta or whatever. But at the end of the day, like there are so many different brands that can be very harmful to your health over time. They contain these things known as PFAS, which it's perfluoral. I'm not going to, okay, whatever. I'm literally not going to try to pronounce like any of the stuff in here because I've never actually heard them being said out loud. I've only read about them because again, none of this stuff is actually talked about. However, there's PFAS, which are synthetic chemicals found in a lot of products, but you know, specifically the nonstick coating in cookware. And this is straight from the EWG, which is the Environmental Working Group. That's also a great resource to use if you start to try to do your own research when it comes to toxins in your home. They have a whole section on their website about like EWG verified products and toxic chemicals and things like that. But back to the point, there was a quote that came out from EWG saying that numerous studies linked PFAS chemicals to testicular, kidney, liver, and pancreatic cancer, weaken childhood immunity, changes in the development of fetuses, and disruption of the hormonal system. And again, these are things that are in almost every nonstick cookware, unless it's something that specifically states it does not contain PFAS. So again, to me, that's very scary that like companies are like, oh yeah, it causes all this, but it's fine. We're still going to put it out there because we know that people will buy it and not do research. Like, and again, that's not a dig on the consumer at all. I feel like this is something that would just be common sense. Like, oh, of course it would be safe to cook on this. Like, you know, the companies wouldn't make something that is not safe to cook my food that I eat every day on. But in reality, a lot of these companies just do not give a crap as long as people are buying them which really sucks. It sucks that this is the world that we live in, but you know, again, it's just one more thing that we have to worry about and, you know, worry about for the health of us and our children. No big deal. However, again, there are plenty of nonstick cookware options available. Um, another really great option is cast iron. This is something that you can a lot of times get secondhand and they just last forever and ever. It's an amazing option. Um, but yeah, again, if it's time comes time in the future for you to upgrade your pots and pans, definitely look at getting something that does not have the nonstick coating. Whew, so I know that was a lot of information. To sum it up, the five easy-ish toxins to ditch in your home are air fresheners and candles, fabric softener, chemical cleaners, plastic dishware, and then non-stick coated cookware. Even if you just pick one of these to focus on for the next month and you slowly switch it out, I feel like this is, again, it goes hand in hand with eco-friendly living in terms of it's not going to be something that's feasible to swap every single aspect over overnight. Like it's too hard. It would be way too expensive, but slowly doing research and making a couple swaps here and there again will really add up and make a huge difference in the long run. I do plan on having a couple more episodes about this. I know that this was kind of a lengthy episode that was filled with just a lot of information, but I plan on having another one of like just little tips to keep your house toxin free, like easy things that you can do without swapping out 
anything, just like making a couple changes, like opening your windows, things like that. So I'm going to kind of make this a little series and later on down the road, I'll add more to it. So if this is something that you want to hear more about, definitely like shoot me a DM on Instagram. My username is at unrootedmama, or you can email me at hello at unrootedmama.com. Again, this is something that I have never covered on the podcast before, but I do think that a lot of my listeners could benefit from it. Um, You know, hopefully there's at least one of you listening that this could help. And if so, then my goal has been met. You know, if I'm even helping just one more person get started when it comes to, you know, exploring the toxins in their home or helping them make just a few swaps, like I would feel accomplished and amazing at that. So again, I really hope that you can take something from this episode and lower the load of toxins in your home. And I also just hope that you can feel empowered by this information. I know that it can be very scary and overwhelming. However, like as cheesy as this is, knowledge is power. And, you know, closing the door on this because it is a scary, hard topic, especially if you're a mom, like not only is it your health at stake, it is your your kids. It's like their entire future. And I know that can be a very hard topic to get into when it's something as overwhelming as this. However, like you listening to this and even thinking about the toxins in your home is an amazing first step. And that's like the first step toward progress. So again, don't feel like you have to do everything overnight. Don't feel like you have to, you know, make 27 changes tomorrow and like go to the store and buy all this stuff. Just slowly switch out things at a pace that feels good to you, you know, or don't, or listen to this episode and just keep living life. Like, you know, you do you, I'm just here to inform you and try to help you live a, you know, eco-friendly and intentional life. So yeah, I hope that this episode helped teach you a little bit about common toxins in the home and a few that might be easy for us to ditch and swap out with something that's a little bit less toxic to our health. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of the Unrooted Mama podcast. And until next time, 